Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Shonky Lab and to Apotheosis. Oh, God, I can't even say that word now again. <laughs> Apotheosis of a Bombast. Yes, we're, we're blending the two again. I'm yes. Elton, and joining me once again is Scott Copperman. Hello, how are you all? I can't hear you. I, I leave a little gap for them the to answer. <laughs> I'll just imagine that you're all doing well. You're on a live TV show already, aren't you? You're just imagining like a big audience in front of you. It. I find myself doing that more and more. That uh, I, it's like my brain goes into a, a default response. Yeah. You too. Or uh, yeah. You know. Um, thank you. When some. That's not the interaction I'm having with a clerk mm-hmm. or some sort of <laughs> attendant. It's just you know. Uh, your stuff's over there. You too. Uh, I mean, uh, thank you. Sorry. You know, it happens way too much. So here I am asking you all how you're doing and, and taking in the silence of your doing well, I guess. <laughs> it, it's like when one of the your classmates at school calls the teacher mum. That's yes. one of the most hilarious things ever. I never did that, thank goodness. Or, Or you actually say, love you. To like a, a a store worker, you're like, oh, I I wasn't meant to say that. Um, that's all good. Quickly, run away down the bee nile. Right, because every once in a while, it just doesn't get overlooked. It gets a follow up interaction, and mm-hmm. oh, can't you just let it go? <laughs> we, yeah, we all know that was a mistake. Uh, sorry, I'm just gonna back <laughs> away slowly here, and uh, I think someone's calling my name. Bye. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it it happens every now and again. Uh, yeah. I, I forget the last one I did. Oh, at school, okay, at school, I... It was around the time when Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey was coming out. Mm-hmm. And the soundtrack was done by Kiss. And it was God Gave Rock and Roll to You. That was like the, the, the main song from that film. And my friend had it. I think he had it on cassette. And I was at school, and I went to an all-boys school as well. So you imagine the ribbon I got, because I said to my friend, uh, where's my kiss? Meaning, where's where's the cassette of kiss that I can listen to to see if I like it or not? Because I like that song. I wanted to see if I liked any of the other stuff. Mm-hmm. But no, there's me saying, where's my kiss? And he looked around and a couple of other people looked at me and was like, oh, oh dear. Oh dear, my life is going to get very bad from now on, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. People people tend to just kind of ride that, even though they knew exactly what you meant. Yep. It doesn't matter. You've given them the opening. And so <laughs> you're going to carry that for a while. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Anyway, so... I haven't, I'm sure you haven't as well, but I haven't spoken about our topic for a long, long time. No, not in quite a while. So we're, we're going to talk about, have a little geek off about Star Wars, because I think since Bombast's kind of officially finished a, a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. there's been, what, five films, six films? Yep, several films, TV shows, uh, a whole lot of story expansion 
you and I have interacted about it a little bit, kind of sharing, hey, did you see this? Or mm. what do you think about that? But we haven't had a, a good sit down and talk about just how different a place things are now than they were five years ago, six years ago, 10 years ago. Yeah. Well, that's, I think that's a good place to start. So do you think we're in a better place or a worse place? I, I, hmm. <laughs> that's how I feel I'll as say, well. <laughs> well, I would say yes in some ways and no in others. Um, mm-hmm. My, I'll say problem, but my concern is probably a better way to put it with Star Wars and Star Trek and Marvel and all these, all these great franchises is as they grow, there gets to be, uh, it's, it's too expansive sometimes. And what can happen is uh, you can't be a casual fan of it anymore. Yeah. Now, not to get too much into like a, a specific yet, but the Mandalorian, for example, is a story that exists in the Star Wars universe, and you can you can watch that. Uh, have you don't need to have prerequisite reading or viewing. You don't have to know more than what's in the story. There's a few things in there. There's a lot of things in there that if you if you are familiar with the characters, they, they've done a nice job of interweaving things, and uh, you know more than just a, a casual reference. It's a character they've introduced somewhere else, and it helps if you know their backstory. But you don't have to have had that exposure. Um, yeah, Rogue One is another supplemental piece that w- they put it in there, and you didn't need to have seen all the cartoons and all that stuff to be able to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But I'm concerned that it's growing so big and they're like, I don't have time to watch them all or read them all. And, and I feel like as it gets more interconnected, there's a, there's a coolness to that. I, I definitely am someone who appreciates the, the effort that's put in sometimes to, to interweave stories and, you know, Oh, they, you know, that scar that you saw in that episode of one show, now you're seeing why that scar is there. And look, they put it exactly over the ear and it's the same, you know, yeah, that it's, that's cool. But when it gets to the point that you have to have seen it to really, uh, to really get the full value of the show, it it gets, it bothers me and, and I lose interest then it gets overwhelming. And I have a concern that we're getting to that point. Hmm. Well, and then there's the we, quality of the storytelling too, but um, we, we can talk more about that because you have not seen all of the new trilogy films, correct? No, there's... I haven't. No, no, I've I've seen two of them. I I still haven't seen the last one. Yeah, um, but I I think you're right. It's back when. I first got into this stuff, there were three movies and that was it. And I was itching and gagging for more. And it, it was, I saw all these Star Trek movies that were out there and thought, well, I want Star Wars to be like that. And I want TV shows. And there was always talk about TV shows. You thought they're never going to do it. It's too much money to do it. And now they seem to be knocking them out every six months. You get an, another 10 episodes of something yeah which which i think is great if you love that sort of thing i think it's great for 
the fans. I don't think it's necessarily for the fans of the original trilogy. I think I'm a more casual watcher of these things now. Back when I was I was a child and a teen, I would have been had these on loop constantly yeah. going through absolutely everything and look looking at what I've got now I've I've got I'm signed up to Disney and which I never thought I would ever do I really didn't I thought that was the last thing that we we was ever going to do but that was I I blame my kids for that and um I if if I'd known then what I I have now I would have been all over that playing everything on a loop constantly loving it soaking it all in really adoring it drawing it reading it watching it again and again talking about it but now I think I watch it as a casual viewer I'm interested in it I am not too I would say I'm not too fussed about spoilers but I have been spoilt with some major things, especially in the last Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't in the, was it in the last Mandalorian? Yeah, it was in the last Mandalorian. And I, I think the book of Boba Fett as well. And that really peed me off because people just couldn't shut the bleep up. So that, that was frustrating, but I, I think overall, I haven't minded most of it. I do have a problem with the 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 movies. Really, I I say I haven't minded most of it. I I think I don't know. Maybe it's just not for me. I th- I think I'm discovering that. But th- there are some really good stuff in there though as well. Yeah. There's some really, really good stuff, which I will watch again, will return to it and enjoy it again. I think uh, there's, I'm sorry. There, no, go on, go on. Go I was going to say, I think there's kind of two paths we're seeing now. The Disney Plus shows um, with uh, Dave Filoni and John Favreau, and they are there are a lot of the people who were involved in that Clone Wars show and um, they kind of fleshed out that whole era and they, they really, I wouldn't say so much they're advancing the original story as they're branching off, filling gaps, um, you know, fitting things in, you know, uh, an anecdote that was told, or like I was saying, like, you know, a hole in the jacket, a scar on a, on a face. Mm-hmm. Then you get six episodes saying why that, you know, how that happened. Um, <laughs> right. And then you have the movies, which sought to advance the story, the original story. And I'm, I, I'm disappointed that they cast aside the, I guess they call it legends now, the, the many books and the original extension of the story that, you would learn in the expanded universe the they took pieces of it but the the jj abrams-ness of it all and the um i'm gonna make it my own mm. but not really 
bring something <laughs> meaningfully new to the to the story was disappointing to me. I, we did talk with the first after the first uh, new trilogy episode. Yeah, and we were doing we were doing a show about reboots, I believe. Yeah, and uh, you know, to me and to a lot of people, that that first new trilogy uh, story was a retelling of the original story and rather than advancing, rather than taking um, Han Solo and Leia and their family, like going into all the, all the pieces that were flashbacks could have been the first episode. Luke building the new school, um, the, the solo marriage, having Mm. children that falling apart. The originally it was twins that they had in the, in the expanded universe books. Yep. And instead, we just kind of, it was more like fan service. Like, oh, yes, yes, uh, we know you like those characters, but look at these bright new shiny ones. Mm-hmm. This one's a stormtrooper, and he's black. And he can use a Jedi, <laughs> he can use a lightsaber, too. And here, here's a real shiny chrome, uh, stormtrooper over here. We'll flash at that, you know, a chrome a chrome trooper. And yep. uh, tease you with that. And I, I, I don't know, it was... I would wish there had been kind of a marriage of the two that that dedication to fleshing out characters and story that I see from the Disney plus team, but staying in a more forward path like we saw with the movies rather than yeah uh can fit this one between Return of the Jedi and Empire Strikes back and you know this one can be right before Rogue One, not see, that they're not good stories. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, because every time you you fill in a gap, you create two other little gaps either side of it, don't you? And mm-hmm. how often, how how do we fill all of these gaps? And we we have this almost seamless uh, between Rogue One and Episode Four. Mm-hmm. which works really well. You can't really fit anything in between that unless you have an hour and a half special of them just starting to run away from Darth Vader and his yeah. big uh, Star Destroyer. So, but then, yeah, I wouldn't put it past them. If it would make a billion dollars, I'm sure they would make it. But Or it would be the story of what someone else was doing while that would happen. While- all that was happening and that yeah. seems to be what the disney plus shows are kind of mm. oh yeah so while that was going on let's go to tatooine and find out how luke got his land speeder at that yes. same time and oh here's a little tease uh you know a message that he missed yeah, or, yeah. so with all that being said i i think we're both on the fence on everything as a whole would i be right in saying that Yes, yes. Did, so it sounds like you, you really enjoyed Rogue One. You thought that was a nice complimentary piece to the original. I trilogy. really enjoyed Rogue, Rogue One. And not just for the last six minutes where Darth Vader was there. That was terrific. That was everything I wanted in a Star Wars movie. But I I really did enjoy... I had a real good experience at the cinema, going to see it, got excited. Uh, I, I think it was the first one without a crawl, and that was all new and a bit weird, mm-hmm. but but 
different but also the same it had had a, a star wars feel to it um and i i really enjoyed that uh i really enjoyed the mandalorian mm-hmm. i like all three of them seasons i quite like i actually no i, I did like the book of boba fett as well mm-hmm. i didn't like the way that you now have to see the Mandalorian and the Book of Boba Fett to carry on the Mandalorian, though. Right. They're, they're kind of linked now, aren't they? Forced the connection there. Hooked you in whether you wanted to be or not. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And now you have to. It, it's not like we're buying books and they're forcing us to buy books. They're just making us watch another six hours of TV to carry on. And I don't think that is fair. If. It, it felt a bit unfair anyway. Um, I I like Kenobi. Mm-hmm. I thought that was all right. It was a, a... I think I had more fun at it than really enjoying, though. It's it's a weird line. I Some of it was quite bad, actually. But because it was bad, it felt as if it was made in the 70s, and so it was quite good. It, it felt quite warming and homey and familiar yeah uh what what things have you enjoyed from what we've got out there well so i i very much like the mandalorian i like the mix of bringing in uh other characters and uh and stories book of boba fett i liked um it was kind of the start though of something i felt with kenobi too that the portrayal of the characters like boba fett is he's not carrying himself the way i want boba fett to carry maybe it's because it's older boba fett and like uh obi-wan i thought the story was good in general i liked i liked the, the revisiting but there were he was too mopey at the beginning and and uh and I, I I can see it. I can see someone saying to me like, "Well, you know, think of what he's gone through, and he's the, the guilt or the shame he feels for having failed." But I didn't feel like we were seeing someone who was dealing with guilt and shame. We just saw someone who was weak and had given up. And mm. and I don't know. I, I it either needed to be more raw hurt or more over it. And then. Over the course of the of the series, um, I, I, I guess I'll, I'll warn that it's maybe a bit of a spoiler, um, but you see him achieve a level that you haven't seen him achieved before. You know, when he was supposedly in his prime, and so I don't, I don't want to get into continuity and and canon and, and that kind of thought, but just as the progression of a character. You saw Obi-Wan, you met him as a Padawan, but already nearly ready to stand on his own. Um, He was strong and respected through the original trilogy. Um, And then in in the episode four, he's he's a shell shell of himself. Mm. And I, I don't know, I just feel like to know that he had that in him still 
and then he just disappears again when he could have been a more of a force for good and and more it, it, it was it just wasn't the depiction that i was expecting i guess yeah and rogue one just to go to that real quick i, I liked the story i liked the characters what i and i know a lot of people really liked rogue one what i don't like about it is that they're all erased you know the story oh, ends yeah. with everything you become invested with ends and that you know that that's coming mm. you know once it becomes clear one maybe you don't know it originally but once they go on that mission and you you know you know 20 minutes from now when the movie's over where we're going to be and uh so that was that was a little bit um disconnecting for me say i quite liked it for that i liked that you wouldn't get any spin-offs from rogue one whatsoever because because they won't won't go before rogue one and make a tv series called andor would they no no why would they do that but i i really liked that it was no this is a, a a full stop we are drawing the line and now we carry on with the the actual Skywalker Star Wars story. Uh, yeah, I, I I liked it for that. That I think the what would have worked better for everything in a whole, and and you you can understand why Disney do this. Disney are creating a big universe, and and it has each series has that Star Wars esque feel to it mm-hmm. maybe some more than others but they have a certain look they have a certain sheen everything is grimy and dusty and sandy because everything has sand all over it um but maybe maybe it would have been better to do it in different styles now do you remember the anna matrix the the matrix animation stuff mm-hmm. where they had Different styles, or uh, is it Love, Hate, and Robots, or something? I I forget what the title is of that. I know what you mean, yeah. But they have different styles of animation and filming, and and they they're kind of telling well with, with the Matrix, they're telling the a story or separate stories in the Matrix universe, but they have styles and sometimes it takes a little while to get into the certain style and, and watch it. And, but once you get into it, you really enjoy it. Maybe the Obi-Wan Kenobi stories, they would, should have been shot in a different fashion, different style with a different, totally different director. And maybe Andor should be different as well. Maybe Mandalorian should be different. Maybe Boba Fett should be different. And I, I think then you can really pick the ones you really, really like. And and I think you would find your own one, but Disney want it all to look the same because it's part of all the whole universe, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think the interconnectedness that we referred to earlier means you got to have a little bit of consistency. And And I liked that about Rogue One. I liked that the ships were, you could tell that they were going to become the ships from a new hope. Mm -hmm. You know, it was, it was the same X wings or it was, 
you know, blue squadron gets wiped out, and that's why there's no blue squadron, only red and gold in the in the actual attack on the Death Star. That's right, yeah. But it it uh, I I don't think that I would like the dramatically different styles. What I do like about the Star Wars storytelling is something that people have heard me say a lot, that rather than um, six versions of Luke Skywalker, we have six different Jedis. We have six different groups that we follow. In in the cartoons, they follow one story. The Mandalorian is his own adventure, and he might interconnect with people, but we're not... People, I think, originally thought that was going to be Boba Fett. Yeah. Before the story came out. And um, I, I, I do like that there are going to be more Star Wars stories about Jedi that are not simply uh, Luke or reincarnated Luke mm-hmm. <laughs> or or ben kenobi or yoda that they're they're expanding the universe and they do take those things on their own path but i i don't i don't like feeling an obligation like you said about uh, book of boba fett and mandalorian i don't want to feel like i have to uh invest in a whole other thing if i want to follow this new story Hmm. and the analogy i would go to is yeah in the 80s, they had uh, the comic books really had their first big crossover. The Secret Wars was all, um, I think it was a dozen superheroes and a dozen supervillains got transported to a planet for a battle of good versus evil. And what happened if you were subscribing to the comic books in episode 312, Captain America goes to Central Park and he goes, Oh, this is a strange monolith. What's going on here? He disappears at the end of the episode episode 313 or comic book 313 he's back and maybe he's like spider-man same thing happened and he came back in a black suit oh it was weird but you did not have to you did not have to invest in a whole bunch of stories if you didn't want to when they did the sequel to that and when dc did their version crisis on infinite earths they had a thing when you subscribe to comic books like I subscribe to a company called Mile High Comics, and you could say, uh, you know, I want Spider-Man and Captain America, and you pick your five titles you want, and instead of buying like a year's worth for six dollars, it would just you automatically got them. And there was an option to click like uh, connected episodes. So like if if Captain America was guesting in another another book based with the fantastic four for a special mission or something. You'd get that one too. Mm-hmm. And then for secret wars two and crisis on infinite earth, they had tie-ins and it, it actually caused me to stop subscribing to comic books because, you know, I'm, I'm like 14 years old and I'm on my budget of $12 a month. I'm planning to spend and a couple months in a row. It was like, like, I got 15 comic books here. Why, why do I have this? Oh, because one page of it is um, related to the story or involves the character. And it just blew up to being such an investment and such a, yeah. a commitment to follow the story. You could not just say, I'm a fan of Captain America or Spider-Man or whoever and want to know the the main progression of the character by by your single commitment. 
Yeah. Uh, you had to really invest in like to know what's going on. You had to read about it in cloak and dagger number seven. Oh, and the continuation of that is empowerment and iron fist and like things you, you didn't have an interest in. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I feel like the Mandalorian and the book of Boba Fett's a perfect example. If you are a fan of the Mandalorian and had no interest in watching book of Boba Fett, you missed out. You missed out on something really big. And to, yeah. to even enjoy that, you kind of have to go and you can't just watch the one episode of Book of Boba Fett. You have to kind of get up to speed. Yeah, you have to do the whole lot because I, I don't see how people can watch The Mandalorian without watching Boba Fett now. You can watch the first three seasons of it. And, well, you know, I, I won't spoil anything, but yeah, you you kind of have to watch Boba Fett now to carry on with the Mandalorian. If if they, I'm sure they are going to make some more of it. But do you think I, I get the business model of creating the whole universe, make it look familiar, and and dragging you into a certain bit where you're you're watching the Mandalorian or you're reading a certain comic and someone turns up and says something about something and then you have to wait a year for something else to turn up and then you, you can actually put these two together. I, I, I get the business model of stretching things out over a number of franchises where you, you have to dip in and, and join it. And, and some people, it's like playing the Lego Star Wars stuff where you have to break everything in that room and mm-hmm. you can't move on until you've broken everything in that room and got all the pips. It's it's annoying, but that's part of the game that we have to play. Um, do you think there is a th- this is a too much of a good thing type scenario where we, as kids, we wanted this, and now we've got it, and some of it you realise mm, maybe this is a bit too much for me. Yeah, I I think you're right. I think there was a real desire for crossovers and matchups and, you know, oh, wouldn't it be great if, you know, Doctor Who and I I have comic books of the Green Lantern Corps and and Star Trek uh, meeting up or you'd have that rare crossover of worlds that that made you. There's a comic book about... um, Han Solo and Chewbacca crash landing on Earth by accident and stranding, and, and Chewbacca is the original Bigfoot. Yeah, yeti. Like he, his yep. his ancestors become that. Like, I mean, that's a neat <laughs> little thing. But I wouldn't want that to become uh, like you have you have to be versed on all this stuff. I I think Star Trek does a really good job with their their worlds, their their shows are very contained. And you do get the occasional crossover and you know, oh, this one from this ship came over or or from this other show makes a cameo appearance. But they're independent. And and you can watch one without needing to have any familiarity with the others. Yeah. I I worry I really don't know what's gonna happen with the Marvel stuff because the movies told the story, and then lately they have been really filling 
a lot of putting bringing a lot of characters in on Disney Plus and talking about the importance of them going forward. I, I'll be really interested to see how much the movies coming up down the road require viewing of those those shows. Some of them, and I know you're not a, a big Marvel fan, but like Hawkeye, for example, I think that's that little six episode thing. I thought it was good. You don't have to watch it to know what's going to be happening, to understand what's happening in the next couple of movies. But this yeah. Miss Marvel, um, who was a character I don't like, uh, I watched that show because there's a movie coming to Marvels and she's in it. And I, I felt like I'm. I better watch the show so that I'm familiar with not even knowing her comic book origin isn't enough. I have to know, well, what's our TV movie version going to be mm -hmm. and familiarize myself with that. I was worried it would impact my enjoyment of the, the upcoming movies. And yeah, and I do feel like with Star Wars, I was out of the loop for too long to go back and watch the Clone Wars and Rebels cartoons. I'm sure I would enjoy them. I don't have the time. Yeah. But had I watched six episodes a summer <laughs> in little bits, I think I could have kept up with it enough, kind of like I'm doing with these other things and going forward with Star Wars. But to yeah. go back, I, I just don't have I don't have the time to do it. And and maybe not the interest either. Because yeah. there are a lot of – I try, I started watching Rebels. I think I watched the first season. Really enjoyed it, but I mm -hmm. didn't have any – inclination to to carry on and the clone wars i i don't think i i, I didn't like the look of the animation in that and yeah. so th that put me off there you go there's the reason why they don't do things differently because <laughs> I, I i watched something i've just answered my own uh question haven't i i've, I've been hoisted yeah. by my own petard um do i you remember like the clone animation. wars movie i'm sorry yeah there was uh, a movie that came out before the series not not the live action one, but there was an animated computer animated movie. Um, because I I'm, saw that with Jay and yeah. did not care for the computer animation at all. And then when the series came out after, it just I had no interest in it because of that. Just like you, the not realizing that it would become required viewing. <laughs> yeah. See, no, I don't think I did. I don't think I did see that. See, now the the Clone Wars and stuff like that, is that going to be essential watching because you've got Ahsoka coming out? Mm -hmm. Are they doing a series on, on her? Yes. They are, aren't they? So that's in the works. And that's going to be coming out fairly soon, I would have thought. But I don't know whether I need to go back and watch. I'm... Like you say, I haven't got the time now. Yeah, and I, I've, I've, I think I've barely got the time to carry on all the stuff that they're producing at the moment. I will watch, and I will decide whether. I, I think I'm in that frame of mind of just enjoy, it, even if it's just background noise, and you, you can flit in between it. Because and or, I've been watching that. I've been, I've been really enjoying that actually. I like the slow burn on it. I like that I, ha have I, no, I haven't seen any 
any lightsabers or anything like that. It's you have the political aspect, which is is fine. It's not too deep. It's not too heavy. I didn't think. And yeah, I, I'm I'm just enjoying it. I think it's only ten episodes, so I think I've done all the ten episodes now. I I will continue with that story, but anything anything older like the Clone Wars or anything like that, I don't think I'm going to dive back and and watch that. Like the Bad Batch, I think it's more the animation stuff that I'm I'm really not a fan of. It might be that style I, I just don't like. It could be. They're consistent with it. So if you don't like one, I think you won't like the others. Hmm. I have not seen Andor. I, I do plan to watch it, but it's just... Uh, I'll be watching it alone. It's not like a, you know, I don't have Jay to watch it with. My wife once isn't interested. So that yeah. that becomes like 11 o'clock, I can't sleep, which I throw on. <laughs> but I, yeah. I think... Oh, go ahead. No, no, I, I just agree, and I, I watched it on my own as well because it is a slow burn, and it's not, it's not that it's not family friendly, but it, it, it's, it is a slow one, so you, you don't have that. Oh, did you see that bit? Yeah, that water cooler type talk yeah. after. You don't have that through Andor. I didn't think you did anyway. So I think it's also a characteristic of the ser- of that it's a series, not a movie. Like I, I have sat and watched plenty of ninety-minute movies that weren't for me because people I was with wanted to watch them, and I gave it a shot. I I can't really ask someone to give this a shot for me. Oh, and if you like it, then we got five more to watch or ten more to watch. <laughs> like yeah, it's, I'm not asking for just a a 75 minute commitment of let's see if it's no good. We'll change to something else. It's do you want to watch this every week for the next two months? Mm. And like with, with the Mandalorian and Boba Fett. And I think with Obi-Wan, because I knew that they were 10 or six episodes respectively. And with Andor knowing it's going to be 10 episodes, you can kind of, budget yourself with that that time frame and they they are staggering the seasons they're not dumping six or seven seasons on you at once with yeah. another mandalorian and boba fett and Andor and obi-wan all at the same time they've all got 10 and then you have to pick and choose and watch the internet slowly melt down as they spoil absolutely everything for you you can plod yourself at a nice pace. I think they're bringing out the shows at a fairly good pace. But I think during uh, the the lockdowns, Boba Fett was out, and so everyone could sit down and watch that and really yeah. enjoy it. You're not going to go anywhere, are you? So you might as well go and enjoy that. Same, I think, the same happened with the Squid Games as well, didn't it? But the Mandalorian, you you could just sit down and and work your way through it. I would recommend all of that sort of stuff for people getting into in, into the, the Star Wars uh, world or the universe. Yeah. But I, th- there are certain ones I wouldn't recommend. I, I didn't, I couldn't make it all the way through solo. Hmm. And I wouldn't recommend the, the, the last three 
well, I can't recommend the the final Skywalker movie. Uh, God, I don't even know what it's called now. Well, so Solo is a perfect example of that. Let's explain where that scar came from or the hole in the jacket because it was a movie you weren't yes you got an adventure of han solo but it was it was the origin of everything <laughs> the origin of his relationship with chewbacca how he got the ship his relationship with lando calrissian uh the the 12 parsecs com- like every it was like we get one shot to tell everything let's do it all and it was yeah it was crammed in and I, there were pieces of it. I liked there were characters. I liked, uh, I thought the casting was good. Um, but I, I just thought I didn't need all, I would have rather had solo one, two, and three, or it's just, the, just like we're doing with Mandalorian or book of Boba Fett, like the adventures of Han Solo mm. with still some unknowns of where that came from. I think when they try to tell you how that happened or why, or why things are the way they are, if they don't do it perfectly, uh, it just it sometimes it feels forced. Like When you say perfectly, do you mean the way that you expected it to be told? No, I was thinking that too when I said it, like whether I should phrase it a little different. No, not it doesn't have to be what the fans expect, but it has to be... Uh, it can even be subtle. I was reading something the other day about um, they were talking about how they changed the Force Ghost for Anakin in Return of the Jedi. Originally, it was the the older actor, and then they turned it back into Hayden Christensen. Mm-hmm. And so it was going through, and it's showing all these this attention to detail and how the characters developed. And they showed um, the original actor with his helmet off, and he's got a scar. I was thinking of scars because of this, like there's a scar over his ear and a scar on his forehead. Mm-hmm. And they showed Anakin um, after he's been burned after the duel with, with Obi-Wan. And the attention to detail was made there 25 years later to have injured Anakin's body be consistent with what we see in the older Anakin. Scars are in the right spot, roughly, and... Uh, so that's a how it happened, but not let's sit down at the bar and tell me the story of how it happened. And, oh, I was fighting. Yeah. And, you know, it, subtle is good. Plausible is good. And and Solo in particular, I thought, took some. <laughs> it, uh, it definitely ventured more into the fantasy than than uh, grounded science fiction. You know, some whimsy, I thought, of like how things happened. And... Yeah, I <laughs> like well, like the so the 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 parsecs, you know, completed the Kessel Run, and it's a twelve parsec. I might be misspeaking. Is it six parsecs, twelve parsecs. I think it's twelve. All right, so it's the measure. Should know this, really? Should we? <laughs> yeah, but it's a measure of distance, not a measure of time. Yeah, and so for years, it's been this big, like, oh, you know, what what a mistake it was and so they had to make sure in that episode in that movie that they justified that comment and it's because there's a path of of wormholes that you can shorten the distance you travel 
Mm-hmm. Like, I, I didn't need that. That that wasn't <laughs> that wasn't so, even if it was something that I was hung up on. That's not going to be a satisfactory explanation to me. That's a convenience. Like, oh yeah, they folded in half and cut it off, so it's short, <laughs> half yeah. the distance. Like, I like the mistakes though. That's the problem. Oh yeah. Like nowadays, we'd never get a stormtrooper bump in his head, would we? Yeah, that would never happen. I don't think, anyway. Uh, unless they did it on purpose, and then it'll be, "What are you doing? No, leave the the original one as the original one, please. Never do that again." But is it the, is it the Mandalorian thing, where one of the production crew is visible briefly in his, in his jeans? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was. Yes. So, like, is that going to be rationalized at some point in a future episode? Are we going to get the story of Gene's guy, or uh, that you'll you'll be on a planet where that's the wardrobe? Like, that's what I mean. I I don't need that kind of justification. Everyone's dra- dressing like shaking yeah. Stevens. Jeez. Yeah, so, the, the the parsecs thing. I think it was just. A mistake by a guy who thought he knew what he was doing, i.e. Lucas, and yeah. got it a little bit wrong. And that's how it ended up in the script. Brilliant. Let's just leave it at that. It's a funny little cock up, which I, I quite enjoy. And and trying to whitewash and Photoshop everything really annoys me. I prefer the look of the Emperor in. Oh, uh, what was it? Uh Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. You know when they have the projection and it's that weird. Then they it's have a like woman. A, a... It's a woman playing the emperor in like the face mask and someone else doing the voice, but neither That's one it, is yeah. is Ian McDermott. I I really like that projection and don't remove that. I like that, but mm-hmm. they've gone in and changed it all around. It's like, no, no, we wanted to like this. We want it a certain way. Okay, fine. And that's, I think that tinkering, because an artist, once they start tinkering, they don't know when to stop. Sometimes you need to be told, look, no, sir, please leave it. It is perfect as it is. Anything else is going to make things worse. And some sometimes people need to be told this, don't they? It's, yeah. it, it's a frustration when you make art as they are now um i I think some of that can be applied with with some of the these shows they seem to be putting in characters and background characters just to make it feel a bit more star Mm warsy let's put some of these uh aliens over there like nine numb but they're not nine numb they are they're different or a man man over there. Let's put seven of a man mans over there just to make it feel a bit more cantini. Mm-hmm. No, do do your own thing. Let's let's not. Maybe maybe not. Or let's have lots of hammerheads and hundreds and hundreds of hammerheads, and you're the only one that's that, do that. It, it, either I, I don't know. It, it feels like they're trying to make these things. I, I've heard it described as is it Favreau? was playing with these toys and he's making the show that he was making with all these toys because he, he was bought these toys and he only had a, a one stormtrooper and he had a Boba Fett and he had a, a scout Walker. And now let's make a story out of that. Mm-hmm. 
and it it kind of works but also it's not always going to work i will say i feel less marketing in the new star wars where they they kind of blasted the prequels as being uh made for toys you know like so much yeah. of it was trying to cash in again on the the star wars action figure craze i don't Maybe because I'm not watching TV shows, they don't advertise for toys the way they used to, but I just don't feel that blitz of Star Wars stuff. Other than lightsabers, you know, I see a lot of um, buy yourself a lightsaber, but I see that even at the bookstore. Right. Build your own lightsaber kits and stuff. But I, I remember myself having and my son having little action figures and and doing what you just said, reenacting movies and taking the story further and being excited because of my Buck Rogers action figure was the same scale as my uh, Star Wars one and <laughs> Secret Wars figures were too big. I hated that. They were like like a centimeter larger than the others. So it was like, Yeah, it looks well, off, doesn't it? It's just not it the be, right yeah. scale, is it? But it was great when you could take your G.I. Joe fighter plane and put uh, you know, a stormtrooper in it and Oh, X-Wing versus uh, F-16 fighter. and <laughs> it, was, it was neat. Even the knockoff things, it was nice that, like they do with Lego. So when you get things that match just right, you can cheaply build your set. But I just don't see that the same. I see characters, um, shirts, artwork, uh, the video game stuff, definitely. But I, I don't. I guess the Baby Yoda, Grogu, was really mm -hmm. the first time I got that blitz again of get a toy for Star yes. Wars. Yes, yeah, it was like the the plushy type thing, wasn't it? Lot, lots yeah. of people and it definitely wanted was a that explosion first time. Like I don't, I don't remember seeing Ahsoka toys and uh, not the same way that it used to be. Do you think that was a happy accident? I, know, I would think it might have to do with the transfer of ownership of the property. Mm -hmm. You know, I, when we went to, I've only been to Disneyland once with my, or Disney World with my kids once since, um, since Star Wars kind of took over and all. And we, we went and uh, Jay battled Darth Vader and uh, he got, it was a line of like 60 kids and he went up and he got his three swings and walked the, yep, next, next, next. <laughs> <laughs> and they sold all kinds of things because they had just gotten the property. We have a Star Wars Mickey Mouse uh, pint glass and things like that. I think when Disney bought Star Wars, they shifted the focus away from action figures to plushes and and like the almost like the Disney princess market mm -hmm. as opposed to. Um, the G.I. Joe and rough and transformery kind of things like that. We used to have Star Wars Transformers. Jay had like an X-Wing that transformed into a robot and things like that. I, I can't imagine they even make those anymore. They did, didn't they? I don't know whether, whether the license would be bouncing around or not because the Lego license is still there. Yeah. But maybe yeah, that's right. a clash of. Disney interests 
with Hasbro or Mattel versus they don't have that with uh, Lego. I don't know if I like crossovers, though. I think I'm... Yeah, I, I don't know if I like it or not. Because I, okay. I, I, I was... I used to read like the, the Action Force comics and then it, it crossed over to Transformers as well. So then you end up yeah. with Transformers and G.I. Joe or Action Force yeah. in, in the same thing. And as much as that is really cool, it also doesn't work because the scales sometimes shift wildly. One minute you you got uh, Duke talking to, I don't know, Soundwave or Megatron, and they're yeah. like eye level, and then the next minute Megatron can pick them up. You know, yeah. <laughs> Hang on, what happened there? I don't know. Uh, but crossing over with like transform, it just feels forced. So having like a a a, a transformer Millennium Falcon, it it just feels f- too forced and too just for the toy itself. Yeah. There's well, that no was kid. just the toy. Cause that yeah. was never, that never happened in the show. That was yeah. just, uh, uh, like a, a costume almost for your transformer that it could be. But something. there's but no, just like you with the scale. I, that's a big thing I didn't like about transformers that, or like Megatron is a gun, the same size as the airplane of Starscream. <laughs> which is the same size as uh, a Volkswagen Bug, and you know it, that that kind of thing bothered me. It it bothered me, and until he started firing Megatron, you think, "Oh, that's cool," and then Megatron jumps out of his hands and then goes back to the same size robot. You're like, "That was cool," and I just need to forget about the middle bit because I'm a kid. Don't worry about it. It it it's fine. Um, yeah, just going back to that that transformer. Do you reckon anyone in this whole world is like my favorite toy as a kid was the Millennium Falcon Transformer thing that changed into something else? I, no. I don't think it would be at all. And I'm, I'm tell you one reason it probably was too because to force that to happen it was the most complicated thing. Like there's Transformers and there were Gobots and Gobots were the same size as your Matchbox cars and Hot Wheels and they looked pretty clunky as a robot. But it was fold, bend, twist, truck. Bend, fold, bend, twist, robot. Nice and yeah. easy. These things were like spin it 30 degrees. Now lift it up. Don't do it out of order because now you got to tuck it in here. Like it was not fun. That's I, true. Yeah. You. It's almost like building Legos has become. It's it's the end result. Like my kids would give me. Can you can you change it back to the plane for me? Uh, yeah, I'll see you in an hour. <laughs> <laughs> and okay here it goes i don't want to play with it anymore yeah but not the same way as as clunky as gobots was they were i liked them because of the scale i could fit them right in with my matchbox cars and even though it looked like a robot i could move it myself and and quickly it wasn't in <laughs> i'm done for the day i'll be back tomorrow with my toys yeah i when there was like a, I think the the Michael Bay Transformers came out, I bought my son the Starscream, which was, oh, was it a Raptor? F-22 Raptor, was it? I forget what it was now. But he, he, he wasn't the, 
I want to say F15 that he was in the generation one Transformers. He'd been right. upgraded and he was this Raptor that you had to fold. And like you say, you spend 20 minutes going, well, I'm never going to remember this. This is a Rubik's cube, isn't it? It's, and I don't know the formula on how to get back. This is a tough one. And I think that's why he didn't really grasp onto it. I was like, no, no, please play with this. Cause I played with these as a kid. Oh, his wings fallen off nuts. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll just pop that back in and try it. And it was just frustration. It was just not fun. Yeah. No, I, I hear you. What about I... your, your kids? Do they watch any of the star Wars stuff? No, it's not. A... My son really doesn't watch TV series or movies these days. He he likes pro wrestling, so he watches that. And if I if he's with me, I might get him to sit down and we'll watch a couple of things. But I haven't been able to get him hooked. And I I think that's more him, I, I for better or worse than his generation. I just don't think he's. He's invested yet. I think when he's older, he'll probably want to go back and be like, oh, I remember that. Oh, cool. Here's a continuation of the story. Yeah. And my daughter just never was interested in in Star Wars. Mm. How about yours? I They're aware of it. I think Jacob, he, he's watched bits of it i think he's more into the the marvel stuff though i think yeah. that really gripped him i think he really enjoyed Endgame and what's the other one that goes along with Endgame? what uh, was infinity it Endgame? War. infinity war yeah I, I don't know what way around they those go i'm guessing Endgame goes at the end doesn't it yeah so well yeah. and that's a those are giant crossovers but the mm. investment was watching six movies over the span of eight years. You didn't mm -hmm. have to watch four four shows every summer, and um, you could be up to date on everything. Mm. I, yeah, but I, I think he's really enjoyed all that stuff, though. I, I think he's gone back and watched some of the movies, which makes it worthwhile. Mm -hmm. But with the Star Wars stuff, I, I don't think he has. And my daughter, the only stuff I think she really enjoyed, and it's because her dad kind of forced it on her, was the Ewoks cartoon. Because I, I I ended up, I think I walked, walked past like a second-hand store and there was a an Ewoks DVD in the window. I was like, I am having that. I haven't seen that in years. And this was way before Disney Plus came out. And I thought, I've got to get that. I'd love if there was like a droids one or, or what, but I ended up getting it. And then I think we were going on holiday and she went, can you put something on there for me? I went, yep, I have exactly <laughs> what I want. I want to watch on your thing. And I, I ended up putting a couple of episodes of Ewoks on there. And she said she watched it and really enjoyed it, but I don't think she's ever gone back to it. But I think if she ever saw them in the future, she'd be Oh yeah, I remember Dad forcing me to watch that. Yeah, <laughs> but no, they they really don't. They, they've got their own things now. Yeah, they have their their Stranger Things 
and my daughter watches Gilmore Girls constantly, which I, I, I don't know. I don't understand that. My son was very interested in the Lego Star Wars video games. And I guess they had a re-release recently, like in the last year, because he's mentioned to me, he keeps asking me if I've seen what they did. I guess they made a single story mode of all the movies. Right. And I'm sure they changed a few things here and there, but just enough that they can say you have to buy it. But um, there was a time where we had to complete the entire game and open every room and unlock every character. Uh I, I know his interest is into different games now, and I know he's he's not interested in the Lego Star Wars cartoons that they make. They, which I I can see why they do that because those cutscenes in those games are cute and you know people thought it was neat, but it, they're a little silly for me, even mm-hmm. even for like a teenager. I think they're they're a bit much. There is there are two shows that I go to. For when I'm watching Star Wars or the Marvel stuff or anything, there's New Rock Stars, which uh, has a number of hosts. Eric Voss is really the one I like the best. And then Screen Crush are two YouTube channels, and they'll do Easter eggs or things you missed after episodes. And so after any of these properties that I watch, any Star Wars TV show or movie or uh, any of the Marvel things, I'll watch. And, you know, 66 Easter eggs in Moon Knight, episode three, or yeah, uh, in Kenobi. And I kind of go into it, I think I'm pretty savvy and familiar with the properties that a lot of things I know. And I, there are things that are kind of corny and they're like, oh, the license plate is uh, AMZ324, which is for March 24th, uh, you know, and someone's birthday, like that. Those are Easter eggs that don't really do much for me, but. I appreciate they're in there, but that's where like, I'll get a character like, uh, Cad Bane in the book of Boba Fett. So mm-hmm. I had not seen, I didn't watch rebels or clone wars. I wasn't familiar with the character, but through these, through Eric boss and screen crush, you know, they, they give a little bit of backstory on who it is. They might reference a couple of episodes um, they might point out something like, oh, it's, the cool thing is uh, he's got this hole in his jacket and that ties back to this episode or whatever. And so I will go then sometimes and watch that one episode of Clone Wars or look up a comic book online or something to get that little bit of information that helps me appreciate and understand the character a little bit better without committing to going through and watching eight seasons of yeah. Rebels. Yeah, that, that's going to be a, a tough watch if you want to see one scene where he gets a bullet hole in his jacket and you, yeah. you have to watch five seasons before that. Right. But what uh, what they might say is, well, you know, this, this character, they brought back this character who was important because he did this. It, w- it was this three-episode arc or something. And, and I feel like that I don't always do it, but sometimes it's just enough to, you know, well, if I'm going to watch something, I'll, I'll watch that and fill it in. Or sometimes they give you just enough information. You know, it's enough. You get it. And I like that. Then they'll sit there and point out like, Oh, this, this character over here is um, supposed to be 
<laughs> the pilot of that X-wing in Rogue One's son. You know, it, it's <laughs> it's a little real stretch sometimes, but it's it's yeah. neat. And uh, but I wonder too, like. So I, I go into these shows, uh, let's say I'm, I would consider myself like a 60% familiar with the uh, subtleties fan. So I'm not seeing something at face value. I don't catch everything. But a lot of the things that are added in, I, I get why they did it. Yeah. You know, I, I catch like, oh, that's kind of cool. Or, oh, yeah, that's neat. I remember that guy. But then I can't relate really to what my wife or my parents might how they might experience something. I'm not going to tell them to go get up to speed. And that makes me hesitate on recommending shows. Mm. Uh, I mentioned Hawkeye before. And I remember just the other day saying to my parents, like, all right, Hawkeye, go ahead and watch that. Um, Moon Knight, even I thought, go ahead and watch that one. That's you. Uh, you don't really need to know a whole lot of backstory on the character. You might be pleasantly surprised with, with these things but then there's other like some of the star wars ones i really hesitated to to recommend yeah because I, like i don't know if my parents would enjoy obi-wan kenobi or kenobi the the series do do they know enough do they remember enough yeah and the thing as is, much as they, they enjoyed the movies do they remember enough to really enjoy the show because they really do need to know a bit you you can't can you go blind into kenobi i suppose you can just for the the romp that it is but really to get the most out of it you need it, to know the backstory for it don't or you? you're you're just watching a different show you're watching you don't know why you're watching a, a kidnapping and a rescue yeah you're you're not there's you don't get that extra layer and i guess to me that's that's a good crossover. When you talked about what does it mean to be perfect, it doesn't have to be fan service, but when, when the choice of, you know, so, so it's a kidnapping and a rescue. Wow, but it's, it's Princess Leia who's getting kidnapped and rescued. Oh, okay, well that, that's a meaningful choice. Mm-hmm. That that adds to the story. You know, it's not just a random like, we picked this character. Sometimes I think they throw in, they cross over a character, and it really does. It could be anybody. It doesn't have to be. Doesn't have to be the same pilot who was uh, in the hangar with Luke in A New Hope, or yeah, didn't have yeah. like you said. It didn't have to be the same species. It could be just. So Do like, you think okay. it, it feels forced then. Yeah. Well. Uh, so in the Mandalorian, the Mandalorian ship. So you know he he has a new ship in the later seasons. Ah, the and the silver one that they the, repair. Yeah, yes. The, the, so are you now people? Is it is it from the prequels? Is it just the same style ship? Uh, to me, that doesn't really matter. And it it being that ship versus something else really doesn't didn't have any meaning to me, you know, it did that choice of ship didn't advance the story in any way. It didn't make it like, 
Do you know where I'm going with this? Does it make sense? Yeah, I. I had. It could have been any ship to me. It, but it had to be that ship. That's the thing, isn't it? it it's. It could have been. You could have redesigned something. Like the the one that. The Mandalorian. I don't think it's a spoiler. Very... To say what it is, we're kind of tiptoeing. Do you agree? I'm trying to remember the name of the ship, so I'm just like... Oh, it's a Naboo Starfighter. That's it, yes. That's what he gets after his original ship. Mm. He loses his original ship. Yeah. Uh, But his original ship... Once again, I'm forgetting all these names. Yeah. There there are geeks out there going, you can't talk about this. No, I I, I can't talk about this, but, you know, here we are. Because you'll remember as soon as we're done. You'll be like, ah, it's... But... (laughs) I probably won't actually, <laughs> but but I don't think it needed to be as. I I think the fact it was in a Naboo starfighter was to get everyone. To go, oh look at that! Oh, but mm. yeah. In the one hand, like the physical characteristics of the ship, kind of catered to having Grogu in his own little bubble, like uh, R two used to be. But yeah. I, just to me. That was a crossover simply for uh, ooh-ah factor rather than story advancement. Yeah. I'm sure this stuff happens in Trek as well. I'm I'm sure there's loads of that. Or or in Marvel where they now have 50 movies in which to, to pull references from and you can drop any reference in there whatsoever. And people be like, oh my God, he said that from 10 years ago. That's amazing. But sometimes I I find that they can be a bit monotonous. So if anything has 1138 on the package or or written in these things, you hear someone say, oh, uh, the the code for my, my locker, my secret locker that no one would get is 1138. And then mm-hmm. looks at the screen and twiddles their moustache. You're like, no, no, stop this. There is no need for this. I, I've heard that a million times. You've heard that a million times. Yeah. I get newbies coming into it would be, oh, okay, that must mean something. Let's go find out. Oh, that's really cool. But when you've lived with it all this time, it you can't keep making the same reference again and again. I find that frustrating and a little lazy. I like when, you know, the movie, uh, the YouTube videos that you said that you watch after mm-hmm. watching uh, one of these programs and it tells you 60 things that happened or 10 Easter eggs that you didn't know about. Yeah, yeah. And, and you watch it and you go, well, I saw that. I've got that. I've got that. I've got that. I've got that. And there's one in there that you're like, oh, oh, that's good. Quite yeah. like that. I I wish these programs were full of that one thing that I didn't get. But I suppose once you have it, it, it's such a large franchise that it it doesn't really matter what level you get on. You're going to get some references anyway. And it's really hard nowadays to make a franchise without referring to other properties within that franchise yeah i think that's the the detail uh, sorry the default setting of people making movies if i if i watch an alien movie 
there are always going to be references back to either alien or aliens. It, it bugs the bugs the hell out of me. I don't want to watch these movies now because I know 40% of that script is going to be callbacks to the other scripts. Yeah. And I I don't I, I want something fresh. It, it's it's all well and good trying to reboot these things and trying to carry on with these things but there would be a time where you're on a ship and you don't refer back to something that happened. Yeah. It it yeah. just seems too like all the diehard movies now have like yippee Kaye in. Do they really? What, why do they have that? He said it once. It was a great line. You have now watered it down to the point where it means nothing. It means nothing to anyone now. It's not a fun bit. And same with like a, a Back to the Future reference or a Star Trek reference. You can only do these so many times before people are absolutely bored with that reference and these reference in. Why not have a Star Wars that doesn't have the references back? Why not have the Star Trek without a character keeps turning up? It's It, it can get a bit monotonous and a bit boring and off-putting. And I, but I don't know whether that would be off-putting for the new people coming through, like the new generations of the, the Trekkies and the Star Wars freaks that love this sort of stuff. I wonder how many people who get into it now, though, really get into everything. Or do they... I mean, it's a big investment to watch, to see the whole catalog. Yeah, you're not going to get up to speed on everything. You kind of need maybe you need the callbacks if you're new to know the it's like a cliff notes, a, a cheat sheet for <laughs> hmm. what do I need to know from the original part? Oh yeah, okay. So this this and this. So he hates him and they they did that. I couldn't get into Star Trek because there's there's too much of that stuff. This but- I I can't really, I feel like they're self-contained, but maybe within each path, maybe the movies, the movies for the original series are so self-referential and even though they don't cross over as much, they loop within themselves and then the Mm -hmm. next generation. I was trying to think of a franchise that doesn't do that. And really that, I mean, I don't think the Harry Potter stuff does that but i i can't say that about the the spin-off things i have only seen one of the no two of the spin-off movies but it, they mm-hmm. are fairly uh referential to like you got to know you have to have seen the other things to really appreciate what you're seeing and yeah in some of those and then james bond was the other long running franchise that i They've gone to the point where they've almost they basically re-released the same movie with a different actor, <laughs> and yes, and yeah. it feels new in a sense. Because I think that's more just the progression of technology and time and the style. How like a '60s version of James Bond was more the slow burn, like you said, and a more modern one has got to be frenetic action, action, action. So the same story is told so differently. Yeah. Isn't there a James Bond, I think it was a Roger Moore movie, 
I'm sure there's a little gap where he didn't do one. He he did a set amount of movies. He didn't do one, and then he came back, and something happened. You know, they have like their their opening montage of, of, of something going on, and something frenetic happens, and they get into a, a weird little caper, and it happens to Roger Moore, and then he. He f- it finishes and he looks at the camera, breaks the fourth wall and goes, this didn't happen to the other guy, but raises his eyebrow and you're like, oh, that's not very good. What are you doing? Why are you doing this? I, I, that I need, sounds familiar. I can kind of remember that. I, I'm going to have to look that up now. <laughs> but yeah, that is such a, a massive call out to everyone of we know what happened before, but we're just going to roll with this anyway. It's uh, it's strange. So you can't think of any franchises. What about? Have you seen any of the the Lord of the Rings, like the the uh, Amazon series yet? No, no, nor have I. I was wondering if they're doing any call outs that on I that. I would feel though. I would give that a pass because they took The Hobbit and split it up into three movies. Yep. And just by the nature of the the four books are they're interconnected. It's a continuing story. So a yep. callback there it, it's not like a spin-off that can't get away from its original property. Yeah, they're all part of one collective really, aren't they? Yeah, I, I can't think of an example, but I'm sure there are spin-offs of, of things that struggled and then basically embraced the original so hard that they basically became the original. <laughs> We're not working. Go back to the original material yeah, that worked. Yeah. yeah. Uh, wouldn't that be like X-Files? I, I think they did that because when David Duchovny left... They, I, th- I think, I think it went, I, I forget. It's been so long since I saw it. It was bad. I'm, see, I haven't even seen any of the, the new Quantum Leap. I'm I'm guessing that they're re- referring to the old Quantum Leap. Well, that's, I, I was interested in it, but I haven't watched it, but I researched. It's not a reboot, not a straight reboot. It's not the same character. And it's not a continuation either. Like mm-hmm. it's. It's just another. It's a same but different story. <laughs> like, I think there there may be some connection of character, but not. Not in the way that it could have been. Like, it's his daughter trying to find him because he never came home from the first one. Or. It, it's not built upon that. Right. Hmm. So I, I had something pulled up here. Uh, just was curious what your thoughts were. I, I was looking at screen time of Star Wars characters in each episode. And there's, depending on what website you go to, it's seven minutes or it's nine and a half minutes or, you know, there's there's not consistency. Um, but I thought perhaps as we kind of wrap up a little bit here, you might want to take a, either take a guess or, um, you know, uh, who do you think had more screen time kind of thing? Okay. Yeah. Uh, go again, on. T- taking 
with a grain of salt that IMDB might say it's one number and, and a different website might say it's something else. But let's see. I want to make sure this has everybody. Okay. So I'll, I'll go right in order here. Uh, so I'll ask you for who do you think had the top three screen time in, uh, I know this isn't the order, but we'll go in storytelling order. In The Phantom Menace. Top screen in The Phantom so Menace. So in your 136 minutes of movie time. Yeah. Who was on the screen the longest? I would say Qui-Gon Jinn. Very good. With 35 minutes. And really? And about 12 minutes ahead of second best. Oh. Do I have to guess who's second? If you want, or do you? I'm I'm well proud that I got that. <laughs> well, I'll give you I'll give you so Qui Gon, thirty five minutes, Anakin twenty three, Padme yeah. twenty one, Kenobi twenty one, which I would have thought he had more than Padme. Jar Jar seventeen, Darth Maul six minutes. Yeah, he wasn't in it at all. He he was the Boba Fett of that movie, and really should have had. I, I stayed around for another movie. Oh, I don't know. All right. Episode two. Uh, so Attack of the Clones. This surprise, I would have thought it would be. C3PO. Obi-Wan Kenobi. It's not. Because in my head, Attack of the Clones, so much of that movie that I remember cemented in my head is uh, at the cloning station when he's fighting Jango Fett. Yeah. Uh, well, I... It's a love story, though, that, that second part, though, isn't it? So it's yeah. going to be like Anakin or Padme. But then there was a massive scene with C-3PO getting dragged through everything, which yeah. I despise. That's very cartoonish looking now. You talk about bad animation. <laughs> That's a bit. So, okay. I just saw it the other day. It was really bad. Like I was watching a, a video about droids and it. So it's an it's 142 minutes. Anakin 48, Kenobi 34, Padme 32, Yoda 10, oh. Count Dooku 10, R2D2 5, Jango Fett 4, C3PO 4 minutes. Probably all on that conveyor belt. <laughs> the thing is, though, in in um, oh, episode four. Luke has to put that communication thing in his hand when he yeah. goes off in the stall and he, he pushes his fingers around it to grip it. In episode two, he's grabbing onto speeders and holding on by his fingertips for mm -hmm. his dear life. Okay, fine. A couple of years has progressed since then, but you think the dexterity of his fingers have dropped down that much? He had an oil bath with, with Luke. He should be Our absolutely fly fine. in episode two. So, oh, I've forgotten about that. Yeah. He could, couldn't he? Oh. All right. I'll give you some more. See if anything surprises you. So, Revenge of the Sith, uh, hour, 140 minutes. Anakin Darth Vader is 52. Kenobi, 37. Palpatine, 24. Padme, 18. Yoda, 11. I would have uh, said uh, Palpatine, I think. I suppose Anakin, it would have been because it's his story, but then I would have said Palpatine after that because he spends so much time with him. 
and think he has that, that lightsaber duel is like 20 minutes at the end. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Mm. That really elevates those two. But Kenobi is only 37. But uh, no, more, no other real surprises. Um, all right, A New Hope. So Luke is first. It's two hours. He's first at 37 minutes. And then second. I, I reckon it's it's gonna be Han. Han with nineteen minutes thirty seconds, followed by C three PO with nineteen <laughs> minutes fifteen. R two D two with eighteen minutes, Kenobi with eighteen minutes. C three PO is a massive part in the very beginning of that yeah. film though, doesn't he? So I can And when they're on the Death that. Star, he's how long yeah. do you think Darth Vader's in a new hope? iconic character i i reckon less than darth maul less than six minutes nine minutes 15 seconds oh he has that thing in the trench run doesn't he so i suppose that brings up his pumps up his numbers yeah they're rookie, they're still rookie numbers but they, they get pumped <laughs> up a little bit all right strike empire strikes back luke it's two hours luke is 35 minutes han is 23 Princess Leia is 22, Chewbacca 16, C-3PO again, 14 minutes. Mm -hmm. And then uh, who do you think is next, Yoda or Darth Vader? Oh, I was going to say Yoda because you have the Dagobah stuff. It's Darth Vader with 13 minutes, Yoda's 12. He's I guess he's only really in the Dagobah stuff. That's true, yeah. Boba Fett, one minute. One minute. <laughs> one minute, 45 seconds. Lobot, the guy with the headphone, one yep. minute, 15 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh, Return man. of the Jedi. We have... Uh... Okay, Luke is obviously number one. 35 minutes out of a 131. Surprise in second place, I think. Leia. Leia, 21 minutes. Then Han at 17, Darth Vader at 14, C-3PO again, 13. Did I get it right with Leia? Yeah. Wicked. Chewie with 10 minutes. The Emperor, 6. Jabba the Hutt, 6. Boba Fett, 1 minute. So think of how iconic Boba Fett is with 2 minutes and 45 seconds of screen time. In the original I know. It it shows you how far a, a cool suit goes. Yeah. And I, I prefer the color of it in Empire Strikes Back to what we have in the book of Boba Fett. Yeah. It's more of a, a faded, bluey, greeny, aqua, washed out, sun-kissed look. But now we have like bright greens and just seems a bit, oh, I don't know. Yeah. We have so much to owe for that, whether it be good or whether it be bad. I'm not too sure. Well, that's that's the fans, I guess, speaking of bringing him back and making him so important. Yep. We're all things. to blame. And Darth Maul too. I mean, Darth Maul came. I'm not. Gonna, it's not a spoiler because it's. About 15 years. <laughs> but in both movie and cartoon, Darth Maul goes on to to live a long time. Which, 
see that that to me as much as he so he died so quickly in the first episode but they filled in his story in the comics there's some great comic books of him um just the the things i've seen in the cartoon just i don't know they don't really do it for me I, it's one of those cases. It didn't have to be him. It could have been just another character. That would have been a, a good other character with. Yeah. Can I? I I'm going to say like with the like the spider legs. Yeah. Or yeah. or just how his brother. Like it could it could have been a vengeance story. Some other force sensitive relative. Like. Yeah. It just didn't. That that's a fan service. Let's use him again. I don't think using him again necessarily. What is it? The Black Sun. That's the the mob group that he eventually becomes in charge. Like, I can't remember. I, I I haven't died. That's all in Rebels as well, isn't it? Uh, or Solo. It's in Solo too. But you didn't make yeah. it to the end. <laughs> no, but I, I've seen that clip though. That's only four years ago. I thought that was a lot longer. It does feel like it a lot longer, doesn't it? Solo's 2018. When do you think Rogue One was? 16? Yep. Hmm. And oh, then the 2018 trilogy seems... was before 15 that, and 17. The, 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 that's the problem, though. Anything before 2020, it seems like a decade ago now, doesn't yeah. it? it? It's so far... All them good days. Do you remember 2016? Oh, what a riot <laughs> that year was. It was a million years ago. We would never see times like that again. We need a Star Wars movie to bring us back together. A good Star Wars movie. Okay, so to, to kind of finish up on this, where would you like to see... It doesn't... Ha- Okay, they they are going to make a new trilogy. Yeah. You are in control of what timeline they make. Tell me where about is it is it in the far flung future of the Star Wars trilogy? It is is it in right slap bang in the middle of the Star Wars uh, sorry, the, the Skywalker story or mm-hmm. way before? What would you like to see? So I've heard rumors of of movies that were started and then came apart. Like there was talk of just redoing the new trilogy different. I've heard uh, old, old, like tales of the Jedi way back before. Um, is it an option to re- <laughs> to, to do a different post return of the Jedi or I have to accept the outcome of the three new movies. That, that's the no, state I, of the world. I, I am giving you free reign and uh, unlimited budget as well. So my my first choice would be to do the after Return of the Jedi differently, have uh-huh. a, have a different path than those three movies went. But if it can't be that, I would stay. I think I would stay close to the first to um, Phantom Menace and do a prequel of the prequels. I don't think there's enough time in between Rogue One and Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. We've got all those cartoon, all that Clone Wars stuff. It's, it, that's almost too flushed out. I, 
I feel like between Clone Wars, well, I feel like the Clone Wars era, there was a, Jendi Tartakovsky did like the uh, Samurai Jack kind of animation style of Clone Wars. And that was enough. I didn't need this like deep, deep development of clones with names and and all, like that was that was too much has happened in there for me. I, I feel like that should be a narrower window of time. So I would go I would go to I guess it's the time of a younger Mace Windu and Yoda and kind of end end with um Maybe end with recognizing the need for the prophecy. Okay. Prophecy coming up and like there, something's not right. Well, there will be someone who brings balance. But it doesn't have to be like Rogue One. It doesn't have to end right with um, Darth Maul. And I, I've read enough of the expanded stuff, some comic books. There were some books, regular novels, kind of telling the story before Phantom Menace. And I kind of enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. So if I can't can't go back to the original expanded universe story of after Return of the Jedi and tell that story, I would go. I'd still stay close to our time frame and go right before Phantom Menace. Yeah, you're staying you? staying right in the heart of it, really. Yeah, I don't. Uh, uh, hmm. I guess to me, if you go way back and you tell a story of you know 500 years before that. Is it Star Wars? Just because you use the word force and kyber crystal and some of the same aliens. I feel like if you go too far back, it's just a different science. It's another science fiction story. Ah, see, that's what I would do. I would go. See, I know of the the Knights of the Old Republic. Mm -hmm. I know that's like 5,000 years before all of the Battle of yavin and what what have you i'm i don't know anything about it and i would because i don't know anything about i'd love them to bring that to to the screen i'd love to see all that stuff and it is so far back none of the the relatives or great 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 grandparent bloodlines are there yet so you don't want any connections. You don't want to be on Tatooine. You don't want Yoda's species. I I don't mind the species. I don't mind being on Tatooine. Although every film is on Tatooine. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's supposed to be such a diverse universe. Let's see more of that stuff. Let's, let's go a lot further back or a lot further forwards. And to a point where it doesn't really matter how you feel about the the Skywalker time frame, you go so far into the future, things have developed so much that it really doesn't matter. But you can still live in that Star Wars universe. It's like being in a, a Star Wars video game that you are the hero of. You you are still in that universe. You still have all the stuff around you and you still have the laws and 
and, and the scriptures from years and years ago, thousands of years ago, where it's all just myth and mythology. But you have that Star Wars skin over an, a brand new way of telling a story. Let's do a trilogy at the far flung, like 4,000 years into the future and 5,000 years into the past. I would lap them up because they are connected, because they are in that universe, but we don't have that Skywalker stuff. We There's too much of that for me. So what, what makes it, what is the Star Wars skin? What does it have to have to be a Star Wars story as opposed to just another science fiction story? Uh, yeah, you're right. You're right, because the it wouldn't be discernible, would it? It would just well, be... You could keep some things, but if you go too far in the future or the past, I mean, the ships shouldn't look the same. Nope. And Which would be nice. You could have the force and the lightsabers. Yep. But... And I don't have a problem with it being... It could be the story... The Knights of the Old Republic story... Uh, that exact same story could be told and not be a Star Wars story. I might like that better than if they forced a Star Wars connection in there. But like, uh, take that story and just create you know, a, your a own droid. Universe. Oh, it's it's uh, the Millennium Falcon in a <laughs> in a four thousand year older version, or you know, R two D two is still in existence four thousand years later. Mm. Um, but I, I'm sure if they could do it right, it could be, it could be really good. I, I just don't, I don't know what makes it a Star Wars story. Again, going back to James Bond, like there's something about a spy story that makes it a James Bond story as opposed to just another, uh, as opposed to Mission Impossible or The Bourne yeah. Identity. Like it's, there are certain pieces of the skin like you said that that just whether it's the double o's or, or whatever it is there's just something about it that makes it a james bond story even though there's it's a formula isn't there yeah even though it's the 2020s as opposed to the 1960s it's it still has pieces to it hmm. and I, I suppose what you're saying is if we go too far forward or too far back, those pieces won't be relevant to the story that you're trying to tell. I don't know. I I guess a lightsabers I can see being that, and maybe it's because it's science fiction already, and you're doing spaceships. But if you go too far, it shouldn't like a shouldn't look like a star destroyer four thousand years from now. It should look completely different. Um. Star Trek does a pretty good job of evolving the technology mm -hmm. as they move forward. But they don't go too far forward or too far back. It's it's decades and hundreds of years. Yeah. So like if you do the Knights of the Old Republic, I can't, other than maybe a reference to Mandalore, um, 
a couple of species and the lightsabers. I don't think you can take much more back with you other than a story of, uh, or maybe um, a species like a rancor is there, you know, because they've been around for millions of years, you know, some, some sort of evolutionary. Like the space slug. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or was the, the dragon, the crepe dragon? No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, see, I, I don't know what it would be about. I think I just want it in. I, I just want it. I, I want it in in the Star Wars universe, but far enough away that it's not connected to the stuff we have around the three main trilogies. I kind of want my cake and eat it as well. I want something <laughs> different, but also familiar. Well, I Very would, I would say that's kind of what you get with the Mandalorian. Because I think the Mandalorian would be enjoyable even without the crossovers. Yes, they've taken they've taken a topic within Star Wars and fleshed it out. Taken and as a bit of fan service, they've thrown in a lot of crossovers. But it, even without it, that would be okay. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think that is. If I was going to point anyone to watch anything and and they're totally new to this i would say watch the original trilogy and then mandalorian and then work your way around stuff if you if you like the the first three movies then maybe move on to other movies but if you and for the tv series watch mandalorian enjoy that watch the first three seasons then go on your own little adventure find find stuff you want i think that that that's where i would direct people do you think the original trilogy should be considered a foursome now with rogue one since it attaches so neatly to the beginning of new hope should that be considered if you're going to watch the trilogy you start with that instead no 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 i don't think you do because when you watch Rogue One, I, I, sorry, when you watch A New Hope, you are sat there going, oh, there, there's, there's an easy way of killing this thing. And mm-hmm. over the years, you think, I wonder why that was there. And I know it's retconned into Rogue One, but I don't think it works the other way around coming into it new it works in a chronological order but a spiritual way of going through it i think you need to watch the first trilogy first the way that they was they have been released at the cinema is the correct way of watching the films watching episode 1 to episode uh, 9 is not the correct way of watching these films I personally don't think. I think you need to watch the originals and then go back to the prequels and then watch the the sequels. I agree. I think both with Rogue One in front or with the original prequel in front, it's you don't get that investment in Luke. He's just Darth Vader's kid if you watch mm. the first three as opposed to 
he's a nobody. Yeah. And finds his identity and finds all those things. Yeah. See, yeah, I, I, I think the way that things have been released, they have been released either for a reason in that order, but that is the best way to watch them. That That's the only way to watch them now. But that's just my personal opinion on that. If people want to binge from one to nine, then yeah, you go for it. You can watch it nine back to one as well. Have fun yeah, with that. It's a different experience, I think, though. But then I think the people who do that tend to already be familiar. Absolutely. I don't, I don't know anybody. I think it's very few people who are completely unfamiliar with the franchise who go into it. And and I had written a blog post a couple of years ago and someone picked it up and ran with it too, that I think depending on your entry point, Anakin is a hero of Star Wars for you. For those people, if you mm-hmm. if you've been watching Clone Wars and Rebels, and I mean they you do see the turn to Darth Vader, but depending on where you jump in, you get uh, a hero with a tragic twist rather than this being the story of Luke. Yeah, and and then you get a little backstory on his father. Hmm. Yeah, it's true. Hmm. Really, the prequels, going back to what we said at the beginning, or I said at the beginning about you know, explaining where that scar or hole in the jacket came from, that's what the prequels were. They were telling the story. You know, Obi-Wan Kenobi told a story in a cave about uh, Luke's father, and you know, then that all got flushed out into three episodes, three movies. Yeah, it really was the, the journey of... R2-D2 and C-3PO throughout <laughs> and Obi-Wan all the, yeah, throughout the whole, all of the movies. Yeah. Anyway, so what, what have we learned from this? H- have we learned that we will continue watching these movies and TV shows? Cause I, I will definitely. I will. I've learned. I, I have to come to terms with the fact that I'm too old to, to really embrace a modern franchise. Maybe if I get into it in the beginning, but I probably have to come to terms with the fact that if someone tells me, hey, you should, have it happens now. Have you watched this on Netflix? There's a, there's a limit <laughs> to yeah. how much I can invest in getting caught up. And unfortunately, Star Wars, I realize Star Wars is at that limit. I'm never going to watch all the Clone Wars cartoons or rebels are bad i saw some of those things were coming out this summer bad batch and all and i i'm sure people are very excited and there was a time where i would have been one of them but i i can't i can't i'm barely hanging on with marvel (laughs) and and i come into that with a lot of familiarity um you know it starts the star trek stuff there's a uh, bunch of new episodes on Paramount and a new series. I I just maybe when I when I fully retire, I'll be in the nursing home cranking up <laughs> uh, three seasons of uh, Brave New Worlds and and Upper Decks or something. But <laughs> and maybe that's maybe 
you laugh, but maybe that's what it'll be. Maybe when you know, you picture the nursing homes and and old age places when we were younger, but maybe when our generation gets there, it's going to be watching series on Netflix of things we never got to watch when we were younger. Yeah, it might be. Don't get don't spoil me. I never watched that episode. Eh? You didn't know he's dead yet. Oh. Clubbing the person over the head yes. with with your Pinching walking the stick. Air tube. They yeah. <laughs> they spoiled it for me. Yeah. But I don't know. I just I that's what I I've come to realize. Even just this conversation, I I spent a little time before kind of trying to make sure I knew what I was talking about and refamiliarizing myself with things. And I realized just how many, like, I would like to watch Andor. I, d- I have not watched it yet. I will, mm-hmm. but I, I'm behind. I'm just behind on things. And I think <laughs> for better or worse, I think I'm also kind of like you with, with the movie. If I get one or two eh, bad tasting kind of things, I just might not, stick with it there's just too many alternatives yeah there's there's so much out there isn't there that we we are spoiled for choice compared to the original star wars movies you know the one of a kind you get a couple spinoffs like galactica and buck rogers but there was only one star wars there was there was only one event like that and now you go on uh disney plus and we get three events a year now so yeah and spin-offs of spin-offs. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I think that's a good place to, to end it. We've yeah, been good down note. <laughs> yeah. We've been going on for a lot longer than I thought we would. Jeez. Um, Those of you who've hung in with us, how are you doing? Yeah. Thank you very oh, much. I forgot. Oh, sorry. Again. I need to leave a pause. Don't <laughs> I? Sorry, go Ask him again. Ask the audience again. Sorry. <laughs> how are you guys doing? Are you hanging in? Good. There we go. Good. I, I wasn't expecting that answer. Silence. Silence is yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you to everyone downloading, listening, and keeping our lights ticking on. Uh, we really do appreciate it. Uh, do, Scott, do you have anything else on the internet that you want to share with other people at all? No, I, I uh, don't have anything to plug at the moment. I do plan on kind of reactivating some of the blogs I was doing. I would invite people to reach out. Uh, we do still have uh, bombastpodcast at gmail.com if they want to email us an idea of, of a topic. Mm-hmm. You know, That'll be we cool. We have a few things in the queue, but we're certainly open to ideas. Excellent. Cool. How about you? Um, to plug any other podcasts going on? Any other podcasts? Um, I'm trying to think now. I, I talk about cars going round in circles and I talk about movies on the Black Dog Podcast. There you go. Head over to the Black Dog Podcast and head over to Rogue 2 Media with all the, the other stuff that I do over there. Um, apart from that, I think we'll leave it. So once again, Scott, thank you very much. This has been it, this has been good. I, I yeah. enjoyed it. I know we a little down on stuff, but that's fine. I, I I think we had some up stuff there as well to keep to yes. keep the balance. We said and, all of those things, but we'll be watching. Yeah, exactly. And and, and watching our backs as well, because yeah. we know what the <laughs> internet's like. Yeah. So with that being said, thank you to everyone. And uh, please leave quietly. This is a residential area. <laughs>